RNZ National Friday Afternoon means Critter of the Week with Nicola Tuki. She joins me now. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you? Critter of the Week. Enjoy it on a Friday and get the T-shirts. Um, <laughs> have you had so a browse? Get a you had a browse yep. of the uh, website? Uh, I've seen the design uh, and I haven't had the opportunity to browse on the website yet, but the minute I do, all the money will fall out of my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently orders have been um, very strong from the very beginning. Lots of people getting their Christmas presents sorted early. Ah, I need to hurry up then. Uh, and you know what will happen? We will get the inevitable, inevitable complaints when people miss the window yeah. and say, but, but, but I wanted one. Um, this design is a ripper. I love it. I love that it got the um, crimson jellyfish and the basket fungus yeah, on there. And yeah. yeah, there's a bat, there's an octopus. What's not to I can see a, a, a chitin. Yeah. It, what's not to love? So they, they won't sell out these t shirts because we'll make as many as you want, but there is a deadline, and that is an yeah. extra reason to get organised and go to the website rnz.co.nz slash jesse has a link to joya who are making the t-shirts for us and you can check them out and get your size right i explained to people how to um do their sizing earlier in the week just briefly get a t-shirt that already fits you and measure it across and down and then use that to find the perfect fit for your new t-shirt um not wait. and the team at joya are pretty amazing they're um I've been and hung out with them, and they do incredible work, so it's nice to be associated with them too. Yeah, me too. Hey, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week's been slightly quieter, but, but uh, since I missed you last week, uh, I started my week last week way down in me old stomping ground of the Catlins in the deep, deep <laughs> south. Did you, uh, did you used to live down there? I hail from down there. So I was born in, in, in Vicargo, and... Um, my grandparents lived in the Catlins for many, 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 many years, oh. and so I had a, 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 a joyous childhood, uh, you know, hanging out in the bush down there. I always and, think of um, you growing up in Mount Cook, but I know you moved around a bit. I do. Yeah, I, I did. In fact, I know that I've been out and about with uh, members of my team both here and um, and in my previous job at Doc, where they'd be like, come on, everyone we meet, you go, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm from Mount Cook, or I'm from Southland. Or, <laughs> yeah. It's quite handy. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing down there? Uh, so I was down there to meet um, some of our lovely branch members uh, from way down south, so lots of our volunteers are doing incredible work down right throughout the bottom of the South Island from Central Otago across. But then the next day... Um, I went out with some of my uh, field team who look after the Lens Reserve, which is a forest and bird reserve uh, in the Totuku Rainforest down there in the Catlins Rainforest, right. near the Catlins Rainforest Park. Um, and just amazing. They told me they'd taken um, 90 stoats out of this particular area over a three-month period, which is unsurprising. Gosh, yeah. Um, we have um, one of the team, his job is to deal to the pests and he spends um, 25% of his time uh, shooting deer and pigs, which come pouring out of the surrounding forest and into the, the oh, poor old forest and bird reserve. Yeah. And he's he's shot, oh, I think something like 100 and, 130 in the past year deer and uh, maybe 38 or 39 pigs. And that's only on quarter of his time in one little place, you yeah. know. But anyway... So we thought, so we had a look and we saw all kinds of birds. There were kakariki in there. There were tontits. There were, you know, everything you could imagine. I saw fern birds. We should do fern birds for Critter of the Week. Yeah, actually. we should. We should. Um, 
and then we headed out uh, across into the estuary, um, out to the boardwalk to have our lunch, because uh, it was a beautiful day in the Deep South, and all you listeners from the Deep South, apart from being probably related to me, will know that the <laughs> South gets a bit of a hard time about the weather, and it was a stunner. Great. Uh, and we were out on the dock reserve, and while we were eating our lunch, four deer came out of the bush, what? walked across in front of us, Gosh. swam across the estuary what? and went up the other side <laughs> in the middle of the day. Wow, you must have been wishing you had your gun with you. Uh, well, a tiny bit. About three of my team are hunters and everybody like was looking like they had itchy sort of trigger fingers. But, um, you know, as a hunter, you don't expect to see four deer swim across in front of no. a bunch of people uh, in the middle of the day. So I think it's I think it's a bit of a, a worry in terms yeah. of just the numbers that we're seeing yeah, out beautiful. there. I saw seven... Beautiful, incredible yeah. animals, but just kind of in the wrong place when you think about the devastation they'll be doing to our uh, flora. Oh, and just the numbers. I mean, I, I was out in the Hakateri in um, uh, South Canterbury over the weekend. Uh, I saw seven deer and uh, just just from the road. And then I spent hours bashing around in the Madagari really? looking for them and couldn't find them. So plenty of signs. <laughs> so I I, um, I shot a hare instead. So that was that was dinner uh, earlier this week. Was it? That was That's quite good. I actually had venison this week. That's another story. Okay. Um, we're actually we're actually offshore this week for Critter of the Week. We are. This this one is an absolute ripper. So this is the Manaya Pygmy Pipe Horse. Uh, and I particularly love it because, well, for two reasons. I love a seahorse, and this is related to seahorse. It's mm. just a stretched out seahorse. Uh, and Manaya is my son's middle name. So, um, oh, yes. Yeah, a bit special. Um, and it's from Northland. That's where all, um, all of my in-laws um, uh, obviously hail from, so uh, special all round. So the Manaya Pygmy Pipe Horse is special for lots and lots of reasons. One is it was only recently named by science in 2021. And I say named by science because uh, the local um, mana whenua, Ngāti Wai, uh, have known about them forever. So I imagine that was kind of a conversation between the scientists and Nati Wai. Like, scientists would have been going, hey, look, we've just invented this new thing. We just discovered it. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We know. I actually we know remember the discovery of this. It's, um, you know, you're getting old when you can actually remember species being discovered. That's right. Well, that's true because this is for this one. Another reason that it's special is that it is the first species of sygnathid to be described in 100 years. How good a word is sygnathid? It basically means that the group of animals with the long snouts, like seahorses, um, pipe horses, such as this one, and sea dragons. Ah. Um, uh, and so they have sort of a fused sort of a snout and they kind of sort of suck food in. Um, so the, what I love about this is that the scientists actually collaborated with Ngāti Wai um, and because the pipe horse is found in their rohi and Ngāti Wai gave the pipe horse its species name. So often species names are Latin. Um, sometimes you get the odd kind of Harry Potter reference uh, and, and there's, of course, the a couple of species of Greta Thunbergai um, sn snails even. <laughs> but this one uh, is Silex tupariomaniae, uh, which is very cool. So it's got a very special name. Yeah. Um, and the scientists really uh, loved the opportunity to – that the importance of, of giving it that name – is to give mana back to Ngāti Wai about the place that they are from, right? And so uh, a really nice kind of 
a nice way of collaborating and uh, more of that, please, I say. Because <laughs> it was it was found at Tupari or Huia, which is home point near uh, Whangaruru, uh, which uh, is, translates to the plume of, or the feather of the Huia. Um, and it's got its own genus, Silux. Uh, and that's ancient Greek for a cup or a chalice um, because it's got a little crown uh, shaped bone on the top of its head. So you see those often in seahorses, um, sometimes giraffes, not closely related, just saying. Um, <laughs> but this is the only pygmy pipe horse in the world with a bony crown, which is pretty neat as well. Um, and it looks like a candy cane. So what's just not imagine that trying to impress people at the pub, eh? Do you know I'm actually <laughs> the only uh, pygmy pipe horse in the world with a uh, bony crown? Exactly. Ladies, come no, back. Constantly. Come back. I've got other stories. <laughs> well, uh, if the bony crown doesn't do it, surely the colours do. So yeah. it's um, it, it can come in a variety of colours, but we've got these incredible photos to share uh, from Irene and Crispin from psychologynz.com, uh, and I highly recommend you go and have a look because mm. – um, uh, the one that they've found looks like a candy cane. Like it is, it's just stunning. Yeah, I was going to say it looks a bit like a um, fish and chip crab stick, um, but not my because wow. I'm getting a bit hungry. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's go candy cane. Yeah, but it probably wouldn't make um, much of a feat because no. they are they only grow to six centimeters long, so oh. it's about the size of length of a golf tee. Yeah, um, there is something about seahorses, eh? Oh, this is a pipe horse, I know, but um, but that sort of creature, yeah. it really captures people's imagination. Oh, look, I was obsessed with seahorses when I was a kid. And a, a pipe horse is sort of halfway between a seahorse and, 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 and a stick, if you like, because sometimes they can be a little bit curled up. Um, Did you uh, say and a stick? Yeah. No, not um, not scientifically, just to be clear. But yeah. um, they do, they do, they are, they do have prehensile kind of abilities. Um, and very much like seahorses, the male pipe horses are the are the ones that get pregnant, which I've always find fascinating. Oh, so the I female, yeah. the the females have, have really got it sussed, right? So they uh, do a special wee dance with the pipe horse, and then at the end of the dance, they um, deposit their eggs into a pouch. Um, on the male pipe horse's tail uh, and then he basically um, kind of curls up and then he fertilizes the eggs and then he, he has to carry the babies and there's like a little placenta-like attachment and provides all the nutrient. She goes off and does her best life uh, and he carries the babies, uh, <laughs> which I think is nice for a change. Yeah, yeah sure. Down with sure. the patriarchy uh, from the perspective of a pipe horse, I mm. say. Where would you find one apart from in Northland? Oh, these ones, yeah, these ones um, are obviously from Northland um, and you can find them in a number of places. Um, so in, anywhere around um, Pifarangi or Bay of Islands, um, uh, Kivali Islands uh, and in and around um, Tafari Rahi and Aorangi, which is the Poor Knights. Uh, islands and anywhere basically where there are those incredible underwater gardens of briars owens which i talked about with charlotte last week uh, algae sponges and and you know just that kind of really rich habitat of, of lots of things going on sounds Even like sounds reason. like they're quite deep though but might be a bit deep for my snorkeling yeah, I mean, if you're a good free diver, uh, you might be okay. Uh, but yeah, she's pretty deep. So uh, <laughs> for a human, they're, they're 12 to 20 metres. Yeah. So uh, oh, you might need your submarine. 
Very good. And if you were to look at this candy cane coloured uh, bone crested fused <laughs> jawed cross between a seahorse and a stick, how would you rate its attractiveness on a scale of one to ten? I mean, it doesn't have to be a nine. It's a stunner. It's It's got all the things. It's my little boy's middle name. It looks like a candy cane. It's from up north. It look, it's kind of a seahorse. I love it. I want one. I think you're um, taking into account some irrelevant criteria there, Nicola. <laughs> Please rate well, its attractiveness. Well, it's named after my son. It's found in Northland. You know what I mean? If you just I saw mean, it. I once, yeah. gave, I, I once gave the dog vomit slime mold an extra point because my favourite colour was yellow. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm in charge of the rules, aren't I? Fair to say no one's <laughs> going to be pinning up posters of this thing on their wall, though. Hey, nine. Come on. I would. Yeah, you would. I That's would. saying a lot, actually. Uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. Nicola Tookie, CEO, Forest and Birds, Critter of the Week extraordinaire. Thanks for your time today. Have a great weekend. Same to you, Jesse. Now it's time for Wallace Chapman and the panel.